0: Whether we're talking about the fear of failure or anything else holding you back, confidence is the key to unleashing your power. Welcome to Confident with me, Sherry West, and my fearless daughter, Olivia. Join our conversations with fierce female leaders and explore how you can become more confident. Welcome to Episode 6, Make It Happen, sponsored by New Renew Brand Marketing. Welcome, welcome everyone. Well, Olivia, it's 2020 and there's a lot going to be happening this year. Yeah, it's a new decade and I'll be starting my senior year at high school. Oh, stop. I meant we'll be celebrating the 100th anniversary of women's suffrage and that means that 130 million women will be eligible to vote in this year's presidential election. That's huge. Women really have the opportunity to shape this election. Absolutely. So let's rock this vote, ladies. Now on to today's
1: guest. Tracy is the founder of 1843 Capital, a tech-oriented, woman-focused venture capital firm named by Forbes magazine as one of the 10 female-founded venture capital funds you should have in your network. She has over 19 years' experience in venture venture capital and private equity and has been called an investing savant. Wow. (laughs) Fun facts. She was an attorney,
0: speaks Japanese, and has given a TED Talk. Welcome to Confident, Tracy. Thank you so much, it's great to be here. And also congratulations, Tracy Chadwell, on your recent recognition by Entrepreneur Magazine as one of the 100 most powerful women. It's impressive. Ooh. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'm
2: greatly appreciative, you know, and it uh, was a, certainly a surprise, but I think that there's thousands and thousands of powerful women out there. So
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we chose today's theme, Make It Happen, when we heard about your background story, which is so interesting, that when you graduated from law school in the early 90s, there were no available lawyer positions. So you simply took a job at a merchant banking firm doing cross-border work with Asia, and oh yeah, by the way, learned Japanese (laughs) for the job. Can you talk about how you made this happen? Uh, I
2: I think necessity is the mother of invention. And Mm. this was one of the most difficult times to get a job in law, really Mm. difficult. And not only that, uh, that they were uh, reducing the number of applicants and people that they were accepting into the law firms, but then also to since I was in Chicago and they could all of a sudden get candidates from Harvard Law and Yale Law that were willing to move to Chicago. It just made for a tougher and tougher market. So um, I figured out something that then became later a hallmark of my career, which is if you do something people don't understand, they will Mm value it. And a lot of people, I said, what what is something, how can I differentiate myself? And by getting work experience in Japan and learning to speak Japanese, that was a huge differentiator, especially for going back to Chicago. Right,
0: right. And also, like, forward thinking in terms of the growth in the Japanese market, and I'm sure that's played well in your your career today. Right, absolutely. So,
1: fast forward, you have over 19 years' experience in venture capital and private equity. For us 16-year-olds listening, can you explain just a little about venture capital and what it is, you know, what you do in it?
2: I think venture capital is probably the most exciting space in finance. And because there's still a lot of hope. So private equity is very metrics driven. It's driven 100% by the numbers and it has a lot to do with debt financing. Mm -hmm. So you look at a company and you say, okay, this company makes X amount of money. How can we improve the margins or how could we make this company a little bit more profitable? That's not venture capital. Mm -hmm. Venture capital is risk dollars that go into the early, early stages of brand new companies and there's still tons of hope in these companies, mm-hmm. still changes that a lot of the companies can make, but also since they seem to be at the cutting edge of technology, they're really changing the way our world works mm-hmm. as well. Right. So that's why yeah. I love venture.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And speaking of hope and changing the world, you've then founded 1843 Capital with a mission to close the funding gap for women, which in doing research for this interview, I was astounded to learn that female funded companies are only getting 2% of the venture capital dollars. Um, so can you talk about your mission with 1843 capital and talk about the significance of the year and and just your your mission with the firm yeah
2: 1843 was the year that ada lovelace wrote the first computer program that's so Mm -hmm. which is really (laughs) astonishing she was lord byron's only legitimate daughter And her mother, after her father ran off, decided that, you know, we don't want Ada to become the same type of guy, person that Lord Byron was. So Mm -hmm. she only let her study STEM technologies. Mm -hmm. And uh, she ended up developing a punch card system for Charles Babbage's analytical engine, and that Mm -hmm. was considered the first computer program. So uh, we wanted to make sure that the firm name, Um, had two things. One, a nod to a woman in tech, but then also had a number so we'd end up at the top of every list.
0: (laughs) Ah, brilliant. Brilliant. (laughs) No ABC dictionary for you. That's brilliant. Uh, So, but, you know, the...
2: um, Funding women is a really interesting opportunity. It's, um, you could call it mission-based, but I'd call it greed, because I think that women are incredible. They're doing these great things. And the way to achieve above-market returns in any type of financial services business is to find what we call an inefficient market, Mm -hmm. someplace other people Mm -hmm. aren't already playing. So we were able to find a place where other people weren't, which was investing in women since, by definition, if they're only getting 2% of venture capital dollars. It, it is an inefficient yeah. market on its face. Um, and it's pretty funny because it's one that can be in the newspapers every day and mm-hmm. people still don't believe it. Yeah. Right.
0: So it's not greed. It's brilliant. Well, yeah. It's opportunistic. <laughs> it's, it's leveraging the, the opportunity yeah. that is there. Sure. Absolutely. Thanks. <laughs>
1: And I understand there's a huge opportunity, like you said, lost when VCs leave out female and diverse entrepreneurs. So how do we get uh, VCs to prioritize these leaders?
2: Well, you know, we have had some interesting change in terms of trying to bring more women investors to the table. So you're seeing a couple of things: traditional firms are starting to hire more women partners. But being a partner at a venture firm is a very discreet, interesting thing. So usually, women are grown or people are grown mm-hmm. into that role. They they don't hire in a partner. So mm-hmm. in order to have yeah. a partner at a firm, it's going to take another ten years mm-hmm. for those people to grow up inside. Um, but then also too, I think that uh, pension funds and endowments and foundations are now recognizing that we need to fund more women fund managers like mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. So women that that manage and own their own fund and do the investing, because we have a different mindset. We don't mm-hmm. look at a woman entrepreneur as something that's strange and unknowable. Right. <laughs> we look at it as an opportunity. Yeah. Uh, so, so you're seeing both of those things happen. Um, at the same time, we're giving women entrepreneurs more Tool sets and access to capital and access of ways to mm-hmm. to to get that capital, in addition to the resources being there.
0: Right, yeah. and there does seem to be a growing awareness of the investment bias. And there was a, just a recent article with a headline that uh, women led businesses are getting more VC funding than ever. With still a long way to go, so right. that's that's right. good news. Are, are you seeing that as well?
2: Absolutely, um, but I'm I'm also seeing tons and tons of great brilliant women go unfunded. You know, mm-hmm. we look at yeah. 600 yeah. opportunities a year and we invest in four. Wow. Yeah. So there's, there's right. yeah. right. yeah. there is there is tremendous opportunity out there.
0: Right. You're such an important role model for, for young women in, in our audience um, as women make up only 12% of the VC deciders. So what advice do you have for young women who might want a future career in this space? In venture capital. Yeah, or in finance. I mean, in being a fund manager, working up the pipeline to venture capital. I think... The first advice I give to anyone
2: who wants to do anything is just find out where your skill set is. I believe that there's sixty different types of intelligences and mm-hmm. find out really what makes your heart sing. I mean, I hate to use that word passion. I feel like everyone uses it. And sometimes I say to people, look, you don't have to find your passion, just find something that you really don't hate. Right. <laughs> right, know? right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you if you find a place where you actually have a skill set, are you more of a people person? Do you have a very creative mindset? And you know, there's lots of testing options out there to find out what type of mm-hmm intelligences you have, then you can point yourself in the direction to maximize those resources. Now, if you feel like finance or venture capital is something that's of interest to you, don't feel like you're put out of those industries if you don't have a natural inclination to numbers. Um, I happen to. I happen to be very interested in business and very interested in finance, but I also have a tremendous creative side to to me as well, right. as well as yeah. a personality side. Because like we look at our companies, our tech companies, you know, great tech is really exciting, but great tech with good sales is even better. Right. Mm-hmm. So if a company has great tech with no sales, it's going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. If it's good or okay tech with great sales, you could have a huge home run on, on right. your hands. Right. So having those people skills, having the creativity um, is just as important as being focused on, the, on more of the analytical side. Mm-hmm. And also... To be perfectly honest, the analytical side is being is being uh, moved out because of technology, artificial intelligence. We're seeing a lot of data analytics that are replacing those purely analytical
0: right, minds. Right. Right. Yep. I've watched billions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love how you're saying for young women to really get out and inventory their skill set, and then I think the other big piece is to get out and get experiences. Um, so one of the things we do at LiveGirl, yep. for example, is we take high school. A young women out to company visit yeah. for company visits to interact with leaders and even just to sense the environment. Right. Like, how does this financial services environment feel to you versus this consumer company? Right. Um, so, right. Can you just That's talk about how, you know how you you know recommend that young women prepare and do they need a mentor and other kind of critical aspects to? Getting where you are. Right. I
2: I think that the emphasis on having a mentor is is overvalued because I think that there are so many different people Mm -hmm. along your path that can add value to what you're doing. Right. I think rather than saying to people, go out and seek a mentor... I would say to them, open your ears and make sure you listen to whoever's speaking to you Mm -hmm. around you. Because information, advice, and connections Mm -hmm. are so incredibly valuable. And sometimes we dismiss those things because we think, oh, this person in a magazine is the person I have to go find as a mentor. Right? Which, where you're getting good advice all day long... Think about mm-hmm. it, listen to it, process it. But also too, whether you're a young girl that is getting starting a new career or like myself, I was a stay-at-home mom for a while and I had to re-enter my business. Mm-hmm. The way that you do that, if you, can, if you can afford to do it or if you can't afford to do it, you, you take a side job and then you do it is start doing whatever it is you feel you want to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, just start. Find okay. a way to start. Find a way to, if you're a painter, Find a way to paint. If you're a writer, find a way to write. If you're an investor, like myself, find a way to start investing again right. and getting back yeah. into the field. Because that will expand your network, which is probably one of the most the largest assets you can right. have.
0: Right. I love that. So it's back to the theme make it happen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And honestly, just
1: connecting to what we were talking about before a little bit. This form of gender bias through venture in venture capital and funding is something that I wasn't really aware of before today. Uh-huh. And their performance data favors women. Startups with female founders perform 63% better than those with men. So what do you see as the key success factors for these female founders?
2: So, so the ones that are building companies, why are they so much more successful? Yeah. Um, I think a couple of reasons. One of the the fallbacks is that the best of the best are getting through. Mm -hmm. It's the cream of the crop. So they're going to be much more successful because it's so hard to get there that only the really top performers and the people that – you know, wake up in the morning thinking about what they're doing, and go to sleep thinking about what they're doing. Are the ones that are going to get funding right. and, and get through. Um, but then also too, remember, eighty three percent of the consumer decisions in this country are made yeah. by women. So the buyers yeah. out there are, right. are women. We now have more assets in the hands of women. $14.2 trillion is in the hands of women. Wow. So when we're selling things, whether it's a product, mm-hmm. odds are you're going to be selling to another woman. And I think that women are now leveraging that ability.
0: Right. Yeah. Like Rent the Runway is a perfect example of that. I mean, yes. it's such a female consumer-driven, right. successful company with a huge right. valuation now. Right. So that's, right. that's awesome. Exactly. And you recently said, I don't have any fear. I made a conscious
1: decision to not be afraid, especially of other people. As a high school student, you know, there's so many unknowns in my life right now, especially as a junior, you know, where I'm going to go to college, what I'm going to major in, what I'm going to do in my future. So what advice would you give? How do you charge forward and make it happen with no fear?
2: I made a conscious choice to not be afraid of
1: anything Mm -hmm.
2: because you have... Two decisions, you can let your life be led by fear, or you can let your life be led by your heart and by doing the right thing. And I think one of the really important things to remember, and and I'm saying this sort of lightly, but it, it is, it's very serious, is that nothing really matters. Mm-hmm. And I know, yeah, you know that's, that's not fair. necessarily what you wanted to hear. But at the end of the day, the moon and the stars, mm-hmm, the dogs, yeah. the trees, what you're doing at school doesn't matter yeah. to any of the world or to nature or mm-hmm, to the universe. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is wake up every morning and do the best that you can yeah. and make the best position yourself the best for what your soul is meant to do each and every day but that also we don't have that much control over it. Mm -hmm, So you can just try to be the best person you are and do the best every day and recognize, when I say no fear, especially it's of other people, I don't have fear of taking chances, but I don't have fear of other people because I feel like back to this thing again, we have 60 different types of intelligences. Everyone has value. Everyone on the street, but they also have the same Mm -hmm. value. Mm -hmm. So whether or not I'm talking to one of my CEOs, like I was talking to this morning, or whether um, I'm meeting a homeless person on the street, Mm -hmm. they have the exact same value. So I treat them. Mm -hmm. the same way
0: that actually is profound what you just said to choose to live your life without fear and Mm -hmm. I do agree I recently turned 50 and I think it's the gift of perspective where you realize that it's gonna be okay right right right. (laughs) and there's gonna be ups and downs and it's all gonna be okay right um and so you can choose to just charge forward and make it happen as we've learned from Tracy right it's really true Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah So, okay, we've, we're nearing the end of our podcast, and we always love to end with a fun round of speed questions just to get to okay. know you a little okay. bit better. So if, you'd like to, if you're willing to play with us, we're going to ask you some quick questions. Sure. So which historical figure do you most identify with?
2: This is going to be uh, a really
0: other than Ada Lovelace,
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You're going to think this is funny, uh, Winston Churchill, and it's because we look <laughs> exactly alike. <laughs> no, no. Um, but uh, Winston Churchill, we share birthday, oh. which is which is one thing. But then also too, he he had a different path and a different mindset, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and he was a beautiful writer, and he didn't seem to accept any criticism.
0: Mm-hmm. of himself.
2: He also came to lead his country later in his years. It wasn't in his 20s when yeah. he was a real success. Right. So so I enjoy reading a lot of what he's written and a lot of um, the wonderful things that he's said.
0: Yeah. So Olivia and I were recently in London and we're yeah. in, oh the, my in the war bunkers and yeah. just, yeah, yeah. And really he is a man to yeah. admire.
2: Yes. Yeah. So one of his favorite sayings is, and I'm paraphrasing, is when you're going through
0: hell, keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I say that to myself all the time. That's <laughs> a great one. Yeah. So what is your most treasured possession?
2: My most treasured possession. I, I, I don't think of a dog as a possession because they they that do of, have wait, a spirit. Wait, that's so funny. Our but... last three guests have <laughs> yeah. all given that same answer. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> this is a yeah. dog
0: popular podcast. Yeah,
2: because yes. yeah, stuff really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's my family that I value, mm-hmm. and and uh, my dog. I mean, he is a part of the family too. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we can consider him a possession, I'm not sure. Right, yeah. right. But but um, I think I think he's staying with us by choice because he likes certainly the. Treasured. <laughs> certainly
0: treasured. Certainly <laughs> treasured.
1: Where's your happy place?
2: Um, my happy place is every single day of my life, every place I am. I love that. Okay, I so try yeah. to Has choose. Hashtag goals. <laughs> like, that's awesome. That's I, 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 tr- it doesn't always happen, but I think of every single day of, you know, I lived through nine eleven. I was, mm-hmm. I was in New York city and I think of if this was the last day of my life, is this exactly how I would mm-hmm. want to spend it? Right. Um, some days when I'm putting together my tax documents, I'm saying no, <laughs> but, uh, but for the most part, um, I am where I choose to be with the people that I choose to be with
0: and I love it. Mm-hmm. And who is the one person you'd most like to invite to dinner?
2: Honestly, no one.
0: <laughs> back, back to the oh, same yes.
2: idea of there there is no one certain person out there that I that I really greatly admire. I admire different aspects of different mm-hmm. people and their personalities. But I know that we are all human and we are all basically on the same level. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. I had to was able to have time to choose to have dinner with someone, it would be with my family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's awesome. But,
0: yeah. Okay, last section. I'll have what she's having. What are you
2: reading right now? Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I often have a few books going at the same time. And right now, uh, on the business side, I'm reading Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, which is probably one of the best mm-hmm. business books I've ever read. It's it's incredibly entertaining. And then um, on the more personal side, uh, I really love to explore different levels of our personality and, and the universe. And I'm reading a book that is about 25 years old, but it was on a New York Times bestseller list by Gary Zukoff called The Seat of the Soul, mm-hmm. talking about how we are souls having an education experience here in human Mm -hmm. school right which is kind of interesting interesting. I haven't heard
1: of that writing it down what are you watching right now um
2: nothing (laughs) (laughs) it's tough I don't I don't get a lot of time to to watch things and I I do love to read for fun Uh um and I do love to uh to spend time with my family, so that's what I like well, to do. Well, Olivia
0: and I are binging The Good yeah. Place right now, and we highly recommend it. So. The Good Place? Yes, it's yeah. very funny. It's great. Very good. Very funny. Okay, good. And last question Who is inspiring you right now?
2: Um, You know, back again, I'm yeah. sorry if I'm boring, but each and every person yeah. I meet whether it's a a young woman on the brink of her career that's looking at all sorts of different possibilities or whether it's a woman entrepreneur that's bringing to me a really exciting company that's based on an experience of a need Mm -hmm. that she's seen or um you know spending time with uh with my father-in-law who's who's close to death i mean all those that Mm -hmm. spectrum Mm
0: -hmm. um i find value in each and every person that i meet right awesome well, thank you so much, Tracy. It's yeah. been a great conversation. I've actually learned so much about venture capital and about making it happen. Um, and so I just want to say to our listeners that if you have a topic or a role model that you want us to feature in the in the future, we'd love to hear from you. So email us at confident at golivegirl.org. And hey, can we
1: ask a favor? If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and share it with a friend.
0: And in closing, I'm Sherry. And I'm Olivia. And we hope that you feel more confident after today's episode. This week, we challenge you to make it happen. Right now, after this podcast, write down one goal for yourself. And don't stop until you achieve it. Make it happen.